When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Yonko table. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, and we have a brand spanking new episode as we dive deep into the hit new Marvel movie back in theaters, Black Widow. That's right, everyone. So if you saw it on Disney Plus, all right, all right, it's fine, it's fine. But going to the theaters, it was it was a return to form for Marvel, and it was definitely something new to appreciate with a, a year of absence in 2020. But uh, before we go straight into the movie, we have some guests of honor here to join us in this deep dive for Black Widow. First up, we have returning Supernova Grandmaster Hoop Grandmaster. Why is your background still Loki themed? It should be Black Widow themed. Hold on, you call me a supernova. Supernova. You oh, bastard. I said Bella. Oh my. You bastard. Oh no. You're just I'm a little sorry. too eager to bring it to you live on camera. Fine. I'm I demoted. apologize. No, no, I'm no. Demoted. Return. No, never demoted. Never demotion. Always Yonko. Always fellow Yonko. Okay. Grandmaster right. Hoop. You're saying, why do I still have this background? Oh, you're wow. right. I should change it's it. Silly. You're it silly. absolutely correct. Um, I will change it to something <laughs> uh, more appropriate for today's talk, but I'm glad to be here, even if you don't respect my status anymore. <laughs> That's, That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm here. I like you said. Um, we're here to talk about Black Widow. I'm, I'm excited to talk about Black Widow because. You know, say what you want about the film. Uh, I think it represents uh, something much larger as a whole. As you said, a year of no Marvel and we're back to form and it's nice to be back. So feels good. Um, it, it does feel good. It does feel right. It does feel right. And I don't have anything against anyone who watched it on Disney Plus, but I felt we owed our girl uh, Nat or ScarJo to see it in theaters. I think we owed her that much. So I had to do it for her, had to do it for her. Happy to be here, Dr. Jace, happy to be here today. That's good, that's good. Next up, we have returning Supernova. I got that one right. Dars, Dars, how have you been, man? I'm good, I'm good, happy to be here. I'm glad that I was able to watch Black Widow in theaters. It was great seeing a Marvel movie again, you know, when they have their uh, Marvel logo on there, it's like so, you just feel at home, so it was great. Feel at I home. love it. I like that. I like that. It does feel. It does have a very homely feeling to it. 
That's true. That's true. And last but not least, returning supernova, Dr. Rika. Dr. Rika, how have you been? I'm good. I'm also glad to have seen this in theaters uh, in a new city, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to deep dive. I won't take up any time beyond that. All right. Let, let's get straight into it. As we've alluded to with Black Widow, this is a return to form for Marvel with an entire year of absence. Those of you that don't know, Black Widow was supposed to debut last year, I believe in March of 2020, right? March of was 2020 or May. It was, it was like, I, right, it was early to mid- um, 2020, 2020, yeah. yeah. We were supposed to get it during pandemic. Yeah. Yes. I think it was mm -hmm. May 2020 because they May. usually have their Marvel movies in May. I think it was right. May and then they even pushed it back to November and mm -hmm. then it didn't. And then so, May again. And May then again. And then we got, and there was always that um, that fear that it was just going to stay in theaters because that was during the time where like a lot of movies, they were making that straight transition to streaming services. So on release, instead of releasing in theaters, it's just going to you know be on HBO Max or Disney Plus or just, you know, whatever your subscription is. But uh, this one, they, they released it on both. I'm really surprised. I thought Marvel was just going to do the whole exclusive uh, theater route because they want to hit those blockbuster numbers that they're always so used to seeing with any Marvel movie. Um, so I, do we have even box office numbers on Black Widow? It's currently domestically, I believe, it's sitting at the top of biggest domestic open with about 80 million. And I think it surpassed, uh, I believe it was Rise of Skywalker that it surpassed. Um, okay. Uh, That's actually well, really good. I'm surprised. I was not yeah. expecting that. Oh, me neither. Especially not during, you know, this post-pandemic slash still in a pandemic uh, atmosphere. Yes, it uh, beat Rise of Skywalker. Um, however, it's still, you know, it's, it's doing fine. It's going to obviously break. Uh, usually, you know, Marvel films break within that opening day, which they is fine. Right. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, the last Marvel film we had was Far From Home before that Endgame. So, you know. Right. They, that was 2019. Got, yeah, that was both 2019. So it's sitting at 159 mil right now. And I'm I, there's no doubt in my mind it won't surpass that. No problem. And then uh, the Disney Plus numbers are actually really good, too. It, I think it raked in about uh, 60 mil on Disney Plus. That's a lot. 60 mil, uh, like, views? or well, so, No, no, $60 million, meaning, you know. Oh, okay, okay. It's $30 for that premiere access. Right. Uh, I don't want to do the math right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. How much? What is it? You teach the future of these kids. 200,000. 200,000 people pay 30 bucks to go watch that on Disney+. Plus, <laughs> And I think it's a smart move to capitalize on that uh, demographic. Because there are... Our theater was not filled when we saw it. Wait, did you say 60 million or 6 million? 60. 60. Oh, then... Six zero. Wouldn't that be 2, two million? No, you're, you're right. You had it. Th or, no, no. 30 times... We are not mad. We are not six people paid thirty dollars and got sixty million. Yeah, six hundred. You said, forget it, forget it. We sound dumb. <laughs> the point is, I think it's smart to capitalize on that audience because our theater was definitely not filled watching this movie. So, um, I mean, it's smart. I it was pretty. It was pretty filled in comparison to some other movies that I've seen post COVID. So, 
it's it's good to right. see that people are starting to come out of their shells again. Yes, definitely. But you know, in past, well, yeah, we to used that. to you know it was a scramble to get a ticket to a Marvel premiere. The oh, night, for sure. The night before, yeah, you know, especially so normally, if there were like no assigned seatings, like oh, yeah. you would you need to get there like thirty minutes to an hour early to like get mm. a get a good seat that you want. Otherwise, you're sitting like six feet in front of the screen and. I, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that either, no. <laughs> you know, um, um, usually I watch a Marvel movie like more than once. Do you guys feel like you'd watch this again in theaters? Well, see, now there's the big debate for me. I might just drop 30 to watch it on Disney+. Plus. 30 to watch it on Disney+. Plus From the comforts of my home. Instead or- of play- paying $10 to go to the theaters and watch it? Oh, I didn't pay ten dollars. That thing was like fifteen dollars. <laughs> Inflation rates, of course. I mean, I, if I buy it now, you know, everybody who has my account gets to watch it. My family gets to watch it again. I get to watch it as many times. Fine. Or Fine. I could just wait, you know, until it's up on Disney Plus, which is like another two months or so. Yeah, but I want to watch it again because I feel like. When we really break down this movie, I feel like I'm really critical of this movie. So I want to watch it again, to be fair. And I feel bad. I want to watch it again, but in IMAX. I love watching it in like loud noises, big screens, you know, comfortable chairs. For some reason, the theater that we sat in, those chairs were not comfortable. I wasn't that great of a theater to be done. Rig all. Oh, no. Don't shout them out. They might be listening. Oh, they might be bad. listening. Their executives might be, you know, writing off. on. That's like, a call something. for them to step up. Yeah, because my uh, my AMC seats were very comfortable. Ooh, maybe I'll make a chance. And I can go AMC see it again though. because I also have the A-list. So I'm going to plug that too. Uh, so. I don't know. what the, Is that like a VIP membership? So there are three different tiers. The tier I have is the bottom tier. So you pay like $20 a month, you get three movies a week, any format too. So 3D, IMAX, recliner chairs, non-recliner chairs. I might have to look into that. And you can see it like multiple times. Like if I want to just see Black Widow over and over and over again, I can't. Like I saw Endgame three times in theaters just with my A-list. Same, but I spent the money. Yeah, I spent (laughs) the money too. I I just pay a flat fee once a month. So I'm gonna plug that because I've had it since July 2018 and it's been and stellar A plus. All right, all right. And shout out to AMC. So, so we went a whole. I was about to say we went a whole 2020 without any Marvel movies. This was like a, a nice little comeback. It was no, it was, and and I guess that that was what I was gonna segue into. You know, do we feel that Black Widow was, I guess, worth the extra year? waiting because it was supposed to come out last year in may um do we think that this was aside from it being a return to form for marvel which it was because we got to go to theaters we got to enjoy a movie like the typical marvel fashion but in terms of the movie on its own do (laughs) do we think it was worth the wait? like was it was it really good does it meet the typical marvel formula that we're kind of used to i'm gonna throw that on the table because i see some people itching to say I something it was um five years too late i think we needed this black okay. widow movie a long time ago i don't think it was necessarily a great idea to, for them to throw it out post endgame um but that's just my thought you know i think it, it was a good movie um 
I think it would have had a little bit more weight to it prior to, to Endgame. That is also my opinion. Um, a little too late. Yeah, like, and there's a lot I really like about the movie, which I'm sure we'll get to, but I walked out feeling like, man, if I would have known all of this, like how much being an Avenger meant to her before Endgame, like, I mean, my heart was already shattering in the theater because, you know, I was an emotional wreck for three hours <laughs> during Endgame. But the weight of knowing what we know now, if we would have known that before, I felt like it, it certainly would have hit even harder um, and added more to her character. And I, I pre I'm appreciative that we did get it, but I agree with Darcy, I think a couple years ago. I am on the same boat. Uh, I, I kind of think, I don't think they really took a page from them, but it kind of felt like a DC kind of thing to do with, with what DC is doing with their movies where they introduce the characters first, right? And then at some point in the future, they decide, okay, we kind of introduced the character in this collab with all these bunch of other people. And then we'll do an origin story some down, you know, somewhere down the line. Uh, Cause this is the first Marvel movie where um, they kind of went back to tell an old story after the character was already introduced. We're usually used to character gets introduced and then, you know, from there we go into the the crossovers, the collabs, the cameos, all that stuff. This one, ScarJo was literally in cameos her entire MCU career because I mean, she was, she, she debuted in Iron Man 2, right? Uh, the, the best Iron Man as Grandmaster Hoop loves to call it. Um, and I can't stand you. <laughs> And from there, uh, I mean, what she was in Avengers, um, uh, every every Cap movie, every Cap movie, uh, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, uh, yeah. the Goat. Thank you, the yes. Goat. Yes. Uh, and see, I would go, even go as far as to say, y'all said five years. I'll raise you and say uh, seven years or so. Uh, you know, like. Uh, I know. I don't know. We. It would have been. I feel like this movie, like or just the idea. Avengers? No, no. Like so, seven years is what. Uh, uh, that's two thousand fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Right. I'm just saying. Like, um, you know, this movie serves as a prelude to Infinity War. Did we need a build up to Infinity? I'm sorry. Yeah, Infinity War. Did we need a yeah. build up to Infinity War? That's that's why you know right. with this film, you kind of push yourself against the wall and say if you're gonna upset it at this point in time, you have to get to this point, right? And with that said, as her first outing in a solo movie, I think it would have been better just to have a standalone, solid movie about Black Widow versus here's a movie where she has to play to what her character was in Avengers, you know. And that's why I say, let's push it back even further and not have that, you know, that tight scope they have to work in. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie for sure. Uh, it's just, yeah, I feel it's it, one. Yeah, we should have got it before. And there were some before end game, like that's before the, end game, okay. before Infinity War. Yeah. And there was just there was, Civil war. Yeah. Yeah. There was just there was just some execution problems i felt that they lacked and they uh i think this would have been a good like tv show starter for marvel like, i said that too i i said that too 
if we did six hours of this or six episodes of you know black widow's journey maybe dive dive deeper into the black widows like kind of look at the taskmaster in a different way like i don't know i feel like if they would have expanded upon this in like a tv format before infinity war i think that would have been a great idea but i think they were kind of just backtracking and kind of just saying you know what scarjo she needs to get paid let's just give let's get her a movie let's get her a billion dollars and then we'll be good you know well that's like that's exactly what it was because when you really I mean, it was long it, overdue well it was right. overdue but when right. you you know when you compare it to the other series right scarjo's like top billing i'm sure she made more than anthony mackie and yeah. um you know uh sebastian stan i'm sure she made more than elizabeth olsen and uh tom probably Hiddleston. i mean yeah probably tom yeah probably tom so the, yeah they're retroactively making up for the mistake of never giving her her own film and but in doing so you're right though uh darsk because you look at series now and what you can do with the series in the confinement and how you're not confined this story i think would have been great if it were a series i really think i just think they kind of crammed too much in here in that two hour and 12 minute runs uh time span and it wasn't enough it was uh, for me for me it wasn't enough <laughs> well i mean i i guess for me too i like I think it needs to be said the movie was enjoyable. I can never take that away from the movie. Like I was watching it, I was entertained. I was laughing. I was enjoying mildly the fight scenes. And I kind of like the story that they told. It kind of expanded a little bit on um, Natasha's backstory. And it's one of those things where it was also interesting where they went back to the past to tell her backstory without going all the way back to the past, right? Like instead of, instead of going back to when she became a Black Widow, they told a present storyline, which is still in the past, but it's after Infinity War. And it's basically explaining her origins all the way in the past. You know, what led her to become a Black Widow, what family she had before she became a Black Widow, all that stuff. Um, at the same time, do we think this was maybe a proper send off for Natasha? Like, are we okay after seeing this movie? We don't need any more Black Widow. We're set, maybe occasional cameos. I think that maybe not necessarily send off, but maybe a launching point for Florence Pugh. Um, for the, I mean, in the comic books, she's the second Black Widow. So um, I think that this was a good kind of launching point. By the way, I loved their chemistry. The two of them together were really funny. I loved it. Um, but I think this was mainly kind of more of that, um, hey, you know, this is one of your favorite characters. Yes, she's gone, but look, we have someone who's equally as awesome that's gonna be joining the family soon. So I think that's mainly what it is. For me though, I think this movie, like I had different expectations of the storyline and I'm not sure if they met reality. I mean, not in a bad way, but um, I thought that I would see more Hawkeye in this. And I thought that I would see more of the Budapest story Pushed, um, yes. <laughs> but um i kind of wanted to see some more unanswered questions that marvel kept on like alluding to um but this was still a pretty great story um i i liked it all but yeah it was felt like a almost a passing of the torch similar to what dars was explaining and i think they're doing that a lot 
um, by introducing potential new characters, whether through the series that we're ha we've had so far or through the movies or what's to come. So with, you already mentioned Hawkeye, Kate Bishop is coming, um, Riri is coming with Ironheart. Like, so we're seeing a lot of like the next gen. So this kind of felt like a passing the torch to Florence Pugh to take over some of what the Black Widow role provides for the Avengers, for the MCU as a whole. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about the themes, but I definitely did. It felt like almost two different movies to me. Like there was this very serious, like 30 minutes. It was very intriguing related to kind of the human trafficking and how they're uh, creating this whole underground world and training all of these girls. And then you get like the ex expectations of Marvel. So just shit blowing up. <laughs> things falling from the sky, you know, these big action sequences. And I almost really wanted them to lean more into that, like to the first half, more so than the second half. Like you could blow some stuff up, but like, I think at some point I was like, man, like more action, like these characters are great. Like you just set up and uh, introduced all these really interesting and intriguing and humorous, but also really sad people. And we're just kind of really focused on blowing a lot of things up. And so I think there was maybe some tonal and thematic choices that I wish were a little bit different um, as I was watching the film. And I'm wondering if y'all have already brought up like the series potential. Um, and I'm wondering if it would have looked different if you had six hours and like things blowing up and fight sequences could have been spread out a little bit more where we would have really been able to sit with the characters a little bit more because I don't know about y'all, but I really enjoyed the side characters and who they introduced as far as her family and, and things like that. So, no, I, yeah, I, I think the side characters were great. They were, were a great addition. And that's the thing. I'm looking at this as a potential for the future. I'm like, man, will we see Red Guardian again? Will we see uh, Melina again? I feel like I have, we have to. Well, like, we, you, well we know we're going to see Yelena. Uh, right, at the very least, yeah. Well, she's confirmed too for the Hawkeye show. Whether right. I don't know for the whole span, but she's on the cast list. But um, you know, as far as like a send off, you know, I when I when I think about it, you know, Endgame they did her dirty. No funeral, no gravestone. <laughs> yeah. You know, just a flat yeah. out little mention. Hulk throwing the thing, and. <laughs> that was it and oh it was so frustrating to watch and then she gets like one little mention at the end of the film uh i, I can't even tell you who was mentioning her at the end of the film uh so that's that's another sad part and so with this movie the really only expectation i really came in with was like i need a proper swan song i need to you know you gotta we gotta you gotta walk away with this movie with like just this great understanding of who Natasha is and uh you know this uh this warranted feeling of you know why in Endgame was she so like adamant about getting everybody back because you know everybody else was kind of just chilling you know she's right. the only one searching for the way and I'll tell you at the end of this film it, I feel they just kind of kept shoveling the family stuff at you Kind of reminiscent of another movie. Just kind of, which movie? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't got Avengers. <laughs> I got family. <laughs> Terrible. But it just felt like they were force feeding you her 
idealism uh, of our ideals of family to make Endgame make sense. And in some parts it worked, and in other parts it was just like, we get it. Okay, we get it. Where's Taskmaster? Come on. <laughs> oh my Go. God, Taskmaster. <laughs> you not like the this version of Taskmaster? I like the idea that they tried something new with Taskmaster just because Taskmaster for my like I don't know that much about Taskmaster but I have seen him in you know some of the comics and some of the video games and whatnot and his identity or his origins is nothing to write home about in that source material but so I was so going in I was like oh, I kind of hope they do something different <laughs> with the with this version in Black Widow and they certainly did something different <laughs> and i don't know like it, it just didn't hit i felt like it was going to be one of those moments where it was like aha gotcha it wasn't that one remember that girl in the very beginning where natasha was so strung up on yeah that's that's the identity reveal for taskmaster i don't know <laughs> i was not see your point i see your point i don't know i kind of liked the uh the hidden theme that was with it though the fact that like during the whole movie, Natasha's literally battling her haunted past, her red ledger. Come to find out that her haunted past, like physically is battling her as the taskmaster. So I thought that that was like a really cool way that like she was fighting someone who she thought that she killed like horrendously, but like it ended up, I don't know if it made her feel worse that her dad turned her into, you know, the taskmaster or, if it was just one of those things where like she kind of felt a little bit better that she didn't kill someone but you know she can kind of pass the blame to her dad on that one but i don't know i thought this was a really interesting kind of version of taskmaster it stings because i don't know if we're going to see taskmaster again in the mcu um i'm not even sure what really happened um but <laughs> That's, they just walked away. That's all. That yeah, she, yeah, I mean, she's, she's alive. Yeah, she's alive. She is okay. Yeah. I thought I, I cannot remember for life of me. Um, but I think that that was it. You know, like we we get to see Taskmaster fight uh, fight her as like a kind of like a a haunted past, like I said. And then um, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Doctor Rico, what do you think? I thought it was interesting. I think the whole theme of free will, choice, what that means to have that taken away. I will say one, as a person in general, but specifically as a woman, like hit the nail on the head, because that is probably what I fear the most is this idea that I don't have autonomy, that I don't have choice over my own decisions and what I want in my life. So I was like, oh yeah, like this completely makes sense. I think it kind of harkened even back to uh, Jessica Jones. There was a lot of like, how I felt about the first season of that with oh. autonomy and choice and what Maybe it means to, yeah, to not have that. Uh, it really affected me when I watched that first season. So when I it, they introduced it in this movie, I was like, yeah, that's, that's the thing that certainly pushes a lot of buttons for me. Um, so I did like that part as far as the Taskmaster being kind of lumped into that. I, I don't know if Maybe again, it's just like the runtime. They only had so much time to really try to connect the dots as far as like Budapest or Pesh, whichever one we're going with, um, about that storyline and who she was and why that should be impactful when she takes the helmet off. 
but I don't, I feel very mixed about it because I, I liked the decision because it was something different, but I also felt like we didn't get enough of Taskmaster or, you know, it's a Marvel thing where they, you see one thing in the trailers, but then it's something completely different when you have the full realized movie. So I thought we were going to get more than we did with the Taskmaster. And I don't know if it's a, a Marvel villain problem again, kind of creeping up or, or what, but I felt kind of mixed about it. Like I liked the decision, but also the execution, there we go, is maybe where I'm a little tripped up. I think that's the same ground that I'm on too. Like I'm not against them using that character as the Taskmaster. I just feel like kind of what we were saying before, I think this needed like probably a TV show um, just to iron out more of those, those details because you know, you start, uh, you know, dropping little clues early on about this character that Natasha killed early on in her career as a Black Widow. Um, and then as you build up throughout the season, throughout the series, then you start piecing the clues together. You start theorizing, oh, I think it's this person. I think it's this character. And then by the end of the episode or the season or the movie, bam, right there, it's, it's this character. And then I think at that point, if they had done something like that, I would have been sold because Taskmaster, <laughs> I think even Grandmaster Hoop was telling me the, telling this to me in the the movie theater. Like he's really nothing in terms of like his identity. Like knowing who he is in the source material is really nothing to write home about. You're not gonna see Taskmaster and think, uh, I don't even know uh, what's his name in the comics. Is it? Oh, his real name. Or just his identity, like, well, I mean, you know what, no. He's supposed to be like a, a nameless mercenary. Well, he okay. was, so yeah. there's some there's some incarnations where he's a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and he's just kind of, and he he gets fired or something and he's kind of angry. But, um, you know, yeah, his identity really doesn't uh, give credit to his name or does it build upon his character so much. So I, I, I do like what they did too with Taskmaster. And I, as to both your points, uh, as far as, you know, attaching it to her past and, uh, you know, this whole thing with uh, free will, because thematically speaking, you know, that mission was her mission to break away from the Black Widows and the Red Room that was supposed to kill Drakov. What kind of bomb doesn't kill two people? Ah, I won't get into the complexities of that, but I thought they both should have died. That's but however, where you suspend your disbelief with Marvel movies. No, I have a couple of other disbeliefs. However, though, you know, thematically speaking, she broke free in that moment and in doing so, placed somebody else under that control, that power control. And she didn't know. And uh, and again, I think this was probably ScarJo's little best little acting bit in the whole film she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry you know she wanted to tell her i'm sorry and then she's over that here was like, solid she's like I'll she can't hear me she can't hear me you know and uh so i thought that was good uh, it was a good update to the character of taskmaster to give them uh that kind of connectivity to the main character but i will say this is that you know, is there a is, is is it such a bad thing to just have this mercenary who they hire and they're like, yo, go take out Black Widow, go take out her sister, go take them all out while copying the moves of everybody. How badass would that have been? You know, kind of like kind of like and I I I compared Taskmaster to the Winter Soldier in his first appearance. He was just a droneless badass and it was so 
cool, you know. Now, of course, his identity was way more important to that character. Um, but just in that mindless drone first hour of the movie, he was so cool, you know. And Taskmaster to me was really cool in the beginning. And not that she lost points, but it was just just cool. Ugh, hit the claws, you know, and uh did y'all see Bucky? She did Bucky's knife moves. I did. Yeah, I did. man. I did. I was creative. Yeah. I was standing in the theater because y'all know I love Bucky. So, <laughs> yes, it was I cool. Was. She was cool. Yes, I wanted. I and again, I felt we could talk about the action in the set pieces all we want, but I felt we didn't get enough Taskmaster doing the Taskmaster thing, you know. Well, hopefully we'll get more of Taskmaster in the next upcoming Marvel movies or TV but, shows. But at this point, I guess Taskmaster is either just a good guy or can teeter-totter. She's got a free will. She can do whatever she wants. Free will. Maybe she can, she can do whatever she wants. She chooses violence. Yes, there you go. I like <laughs> Tac- I like. I like it. I want it more. I want more. Did you guys ever see this TV show called Heroes? Yeah, I've seen parts. There was yes. one character, um, the black girl. Yeah, yeah, I forgot her name, but she. I, for, that, I that forgot her, her name power. too. She was a mimic. She would just yes. watch things and then she could easily do them. I thought it was pretty cool. I wish they explained more of Taskmaster's power in that sense of being a mimic and being able to just copy and move on the spot and like even in combat, like you don't have to watch, you know, yes. a, a movie or whatever. Like during your combat you can already project what your opponent is going to do based off of what they're doing right now. But it was a little bit harder to get into that, like we said, because you only had two hours to get a whole plot in. Marvel, do a show, man. It's going to have been a show. It would have been so much better. <laughs> um, well, since it was a movie, right, uh, in terms of female-led Marvel movies, we only have two. We have Captain mm-hmm. Marvel and we have Black Widow. How do you guys think this squared up to Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Dars. First, we don't necessarily need to pin the two female movies against each other because ladies should not be having to fight to compete. But um, <laughs> I would have to say I did like Black Widow a little bit more. Just throwing that out there. I liked it more too. I, yeah. I, 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 I have Captain Marvel a little bit lower on my Marvel tier list. And I think Black Widow, at the very least, regardless of the problems I had with it, I think it was a little bit better than uh, Captain Marvel for sure. I'm, I'm gonna say my thoughts real quick before Dr. Rika goes in. Um, <laughs> I think Black Widow has more enjoyable characters. I think Captain Marvel was a better structured plotted film. Like, I don't look at Captain Marvel and I say, this should have been a series. I think it was just from beginning to end, it made sense. There was just a lot of parts of Black Widow where I was like, eh, you're losing me. You're losing me. I just, it didn't, for me, it didn't flow as nicely. Yeah, I think they were both kind of like not organically placed or strategically placed on like the timeline of movie releases, in my opinion. Well, the timeline, and I just, uh, there were some directing choices where I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, the scene where they're sitting down getting a beer. I mean, it was cool, but, like, I don't know. 
Like some of it has a little couple of slow parts. I I don't know. I don't know. But I think I I think you could enjoy both films one more or the other. I think Captain Marvel was better put together. Okay. All right. Yeah, the moment I, we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> so I after I got out of the theater, I was thinking about this as far as like where would I put it in my overall 24 movie ranking. Um, and I have it right in the middle. It's literally, I think, number 12. Um, and it's number 13 is Captain Marvel. So I liked Black Widow like a little bit more. And I think part of it is because there was familiarity with Natasha. I really liked the side characters in this one more so than the ones in Captain Marvel, maybe because they didn't get as much time to be kind of fully realized or show their personalities as I felt like it was in Black Widow. But I think both of them did suffer for some, from some slight issues. I think Captain Marvel was very much like the Marvel formula, uh, which isn't a problem because they haven't really made like a terrible movie. There've been some, uh, some subpar. Some but, misses. But you know, their misses are still better than right. some other choices by some other companies. But um, I felt like Captain Marvel really stuck with like, here's the formula, we know that it works. Here's what we need to do to achieve that. And it was a great solid introduction for, for her. And I felt like Black Widow took more risk as far as like, okay, let's do something a little different. I think you mentioned at the very start that this is very like retroactive. Like we're going back to tell a story and this is set in a different year. It's not set currently. Um, and we're trying to fill in the missing holes. And I like risk taking, I'm fine with that in, in terms of like, any series, whether it's Marvel, but could be DC, could be James Bond, could be Star Wars. Like I'm all about uh, properties just trying to think outside of the box because I think it makes for more artistic, like fun uh, as just a fan. Um, but yeah, I think overall both movies could have and deserved just a little bit more than I think both of them were given. Um, I'm glad that Captain Marvel was a success and seemingly Black Widow is doing the same even amongst a pandemic. But uh, I think we could add a little bit more for both of them to really push it over the top. Can I can I raise you and say that this film also kind of followed a little formulaic? No, I would agree. I think especially with like the second half. And I think I talked about this like when they were introducing, we, we see like back in the 90s and we see them as children and I was like oh we're getting something a little different and we go along this theme of like human trafficking and something that's very serious um I was like okay this is they're take they're thinking a little bit outside of the box we're getting a little bit more realistic in some ways which I think even the the Marvel series kind of bring up some of that uh, and then it started to become a lot more formulaic by the end. So I was like oh like shit's falling from the sky and blowing up which I already said like that's very Marvel-esque um, but I felt like Captain Marvel from the start to the, the end was, here is the formula. Oh, no, no doubt. No. <laughs> I think Black Widow said, oh, here's a different path. And said, oh, but we forgot this is a Marvel movie, so we need to get it back on track, which I don't think is a problem as far as the mainstream audiences. I think people can go into this movie and say, hey, that was fun. We love the action. Things blew up. And I think for me, 24 movies later, I want the risk. I want something a little different. Um, so I was much more intrigued by that slight difference and and maybe, you know, yeah. yeah. It gives it its own flair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it was like more of like a spy movie, you know, kind of like uh, James Bond or well, Mission Impossible type. See, you say spy movie and that leads me to my next point. I drew a lot of comparison with this film and Winter Soldier. That was the main film I kept drawing this comparison between. Uh, you know, both films feature the main protagonist on the run, uh, you know, being hunted down uh, specifically by, you know, this like expert mercenary type character. Yeah. And then, you know, they do their own little recruitment process of who can they trust and who can they bring on board to help them out. And then, you know, both of them feature this giant uh, ending set piece featuring a giant floating thing falling oh, from yeah, the sky. Air fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of yeah. course. And they both had excellent car chase scenes. Um, I, I just kept drawing the comparison and that's where I came to. It seems like they've done it before. And I guess that was another expectation of mine. Every time I watch a Marvel film, I'm like, how is this one going to be different from all the others? And I thought they kind of, they slumped a little bit here. I thought, they, I feel they should have really went in on the espionage spy bit and agree ah oh, they will I, I just feel they didn't they didn't hit it they didn't hit it i feel like they tried to for sure they tried uh, they yeah. tried especially in the beginning with the flashback yeah 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 definitely but how was it that there was this huge helicarrier up in, in the air for only like a handful of people to be in it when it crashed out? this made no sense there's a lot of things that <laughs> they all <laughs> they all escaped. You didn't see them. Yeah, In one helicarrier thing. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah it I, was the I, entire army. I think if uh, you know Grandmaster who made the comparison with so Winter Soldier is hands down my favorite Marvel movie. I've said that multiple times. Um, but I think what was more successful in that film compared to this one is that they stuck with like. Yes, there was the big thing at the end, but there was also emotional weight to that because of the Bucky aspect uh of that. But also they leaned into this political espionage situation as far as like, oh, this big figurehead that we thought we could trust, we actually can't trust. And, you know, there were little gadgets and and things that we didn't expect. And like you said, we'd seen that in Winter Soldier. And now we're seeing a little bit of it again, and maybe the execution wasn't quite in the same manner. I felt like Winter Soldier was smoother and yeah, how oh. they introduced a lot of the elements and I wish we, we would have seen a little bit more of that um in Black Hands Widow. Down. So, Hands down. Was, yeah, I like was she comparison. in uh, Winter Soldier? She was, she in, was in Winter Soldier. Right. Okay. Okay. So I, I guess that's my next question. Do we think do we think this movie was her best outing out of all the movies that she's been in? Uh you know, because she's She's been in a lot. She's been in cameos. She's been in the crossovers. This is her solo movie. This is this, this is number her. eight. This is number eight for her. This is it eight? Okay. Eight. Did you guys yeah. watch The Legends before you saw? Like No, the- I, I haven't not. watched that series. I want to. So when I when I saw The Legends, I'm like, oh man, like they did a beautiful job of highlighting everything that she did. And like it was it was so well put together more than any of the other ones. Um but I don't know, like, I, I love every aspect that she was doing in this one. I think, though, Winter Soldier, I, I kind of liked her performance in Winter Soldier a little bit more because it was still more mysterious. But then, like, you have that turning point where she's like, you know, you just saved my life. But if the time came to it where you would trust me to save your life, 
would you do it? And he's like, after today, yeah. And so like, that was more, I got more character out of uh, Black Widow from that movie than I kind of did in this This one. We, we already knew a lot of these aspects. We already knew that she didn't really have a family. Um, we already knew that like the Avengers were her main family and that she had a red ledger and she had a dark past and all that stuff. So um, I think Winter Soldier gave her a little bit more of like the meat on the bones type, like a little bit more character development for Black Widow than this movie did. This movie just like kind of highlighted some of the stuff that we already knew. I would like to say she doesn't have a single bad outing for sure. Right. I don't think there's any performance where I say, oh, yeah, that was her worst appearance in the MCU. However, gosh, I probably have to agree with Darts on this. Um, Just when you can compare what the character is doing and where she's at as a character, you know, in Winter Soldier, by the end of that movie, you know, the Alexander Pierce is like, you know, you expose those files. Your files are exposed too. all your, you know, all the red on your ledger. And she's going to be like, and he's like, are you sure you want that? And she's like, are you sure you want yours? Like, you know, with a nice little retort. Um, But yeah, there was a sense of like mystery and, you know, kind of just like she was a spy in that film and in, uh, in Avengers and Iron Man 2. She was really just taking orders, you know, and, you know, stepping up when Hawkeye got uh, taken up under. Uh, and, I mean, you can sit here and just go down the line of her portrayals, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I had the most I think I had the most fun watching her in Winter Soldier. Uh, I will say in this film, we definitely got that really emotional kind of, you know, she's like, you weren't really my family. You weren't my real parents. And then, you know, Yelena hits her home with, you know, it was real to me. I didn't even know, you know, and that hurt a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, that was that was good. That was really good. I really enjoyed that aspect. Uh, And even in Endgame, you know, I felt her when she was really the only one out here with an ounce of hope. You know, I really felt that it's just like it just in Endgame. It didn't feel as warranted because we needed this film to make that really hit home so i would say yeah i had the most fun watching her in winter soldier i'm biased but i agree i think the only thing i'll add is her introduction in the avengers is iconic um as far as oh like, her, yeah her first scene hands down like if we're gonna go scene by scene as far as black widow scenes it's in the top oh yeah yeah the top. <laughs> so it's, it's uh she's tied up in the chair oh in the avengers oh, yeah. wilson calls her yes. And she's like, yeah. this fool is telling me everything. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Um, yes. But I would agree that, and again, biased, but it's also true, at least so far what we've shared. But uh, I think my favorite outing for her was in Winter Soldier. But there was a lot I did appreciate in this film as well. Um, yeah, I'll keep it there. Fair enough. I mean, I think what this what this film did well, uh, which kind of elevated ScarJo's performance was, and and we kind of alluded to it before, the supporting cast, you know, all these new characters. I want to see so much more of them. And I don't think I've really had that before in a previous Marvel movie where like you have the heavy hitters like appearing as supporting cast members, like uh, like Nick Fury appearing in uh, Captain Marvel. 
we already know who Nick Fury is. We're going to have fun with Samuel Jackson coming in as Nick Fury. Uh, but in Black Widow, these are brand new characters. So they have an uphill battle to really try and earn, uh, I guess, the love of the fandom because we have all these other characters, all of these heavy hitters, these mainstays. Um, and these are, not a lot of people know about these characters. Like, I didn't know about Red Guardian going into it, but then as I started seeing him, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that does make sense. There, there would be a Russian equivalent of Captain America running around. And I want to see more. <laughs> What'd you say, Darius? And there's also a Canadian one and a British one. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Canadians, I'm waiting for them to introduce the mutants with the whole Alpha Force. Alpha team. Force. Yeah. And then it'll happen. It? Captain Britain, right? Captain Britain, too. Yeah. He's a mutant, Captain too, Britain. isn't he? He's a mutant. I think so. Yeah. I was ready to read about him in like X Men stuff. Uh, let me, I will, I'll throw this on the table. Throw it. Does Black Widow, ScarJo, work better as a leading lady or a support character? A support for oh okay, uh, for like example, in other movies. Right? For, well, yes, and okay. you know we say we loved her in Winter Soldier. She was support. Iron Man two support. Avengers, they're kind of all kind of like on equal playing field. I mean, so to speak. Uh, but you know, this is her leading film. This is her leading role. Do you think the character works better as a supportive character or? You know, do you think she handled her own as the lead in this film from a performance standpoint and from a character standpoint? I think more of a performance standpoint that she she did pretty well. Um, she did great with the choreography scenes. Um, she did great, you know, like being that espionage spy that also has like a kick of humor in there. I think she did a great job with the performance character wise. I don't, I, I don't want to blame her on that. That might not be a decision. Oh, it's definitely not her fault. No. To, to write her, that character like that, or to even write the plot to be, you know, in that time frame or with, you know, that type of stuff. Um, did she maybe try to push more for, um, I guess, like a female-focused storyline and female-focused, you know, lead and stuff? Maybe she pushed a little bit more, kind of like um, Carol Danvers did, uh, what's her name, uh, Brie Larson did for uh, Miss Marvel. Um, but I think like performance, I think she did, she did pretty well. Like I said, I loved her chemistry with Florence Pugh. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and I think it, it really kind of does come down to the character. Like you guys are saying, like maybe the character's story isn't as intriguing because she is a human spy and not necessarily super soldier or mutant or God or whatever. Even so, though she does feeds that question whether she is wow. a super, at least in this movie. I was the whole time. She fell four stories and landed on her feet like a cat. And I'm like, are you sure? Did you not? <laughs> hmm, something wrong here. But um, yeah, no, I, I think it, it, you, we're hitting it on the head where it's her performance as an actress. ScarJo did a great job. Character wise, could have been beefier. You know, we could have had a little bit more heart from the character or a little bit more story from the character than what was given. Yeah, I think what happened was Florence Pugh was Scarlet in all the other films. Like, ah. so Scarlet 
would show up and have these really wonderful scenes and have good chemistry with whoever she was working with, uh, whether that was uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man 2, whether that was with Chris Evans and Winter Soldier. So she always had these like little moments where I just said like she had a whole scene that was iconic, like period. Um, and I think Florence took that role in this specific film that we kind of like, cause I was super focused on, okay, all these new characters that you're being, I'm being introduced to that are really funny. And then are also having like these moments to which they're getting to shine that it all, she almost kind of was in the background, which I don't know if that's just a product of like trying to move the, the whole cinematic universe forward and passing on that torch, but also trying to give her the send off. But I think she, it's not that the character can't work on her own. It's just that she's usually had these small pockets to shine that now, okay, the focus is just on you. And I don't know if they gave her enough uh, to shine compared to some of her past outings. Right. I, I feel like she was uh, kind of in that same mindset of being used to being a supporting role for a lot of these characters, just because some of the best moments we've seen with ScarJo as Black Widow has been in supporting roles. You know, we, we've been saying it like an Endgame in uh, Winter Soldier. I feel like, you know, you have her in this solo movie that is about her. This is like her final send off, at least with her as Black Widow. We might see her in some flashbacks or some cameos in the future, but this is it for, for the foreseeable future. I feel like if you take away the supporting cast, you know, like your Yelena, you're a Red Guardian, you take all that away and you leave ScarJo by herself in this movie. I don't know, I, like, I'm not really convinced that she's like a strong lead just for what, because the supporting cast was so good. I felt like they, all of them together, kind of just, it, it's in the name, they supported each other, you know? They had great chemistry. I love the new characters. I love Natasha's back and forth with Yelena hilarious some of the most funny moments in the entire movie um but yeah i feel like at least how how the marvel cinematic universe built her up and the writing that was put into the movies where she was a supporting character i think she was better as a supporting character those movies were just really good and that's nothing on like you know scar joe's fault that's just a, a victim of the the writer's room we we're just now getting a solo movie with black widow in 2021 <laughs> when she made her debut in what, 2010 2010 <laughs> long overdue maybe oh, yeah. if we got this earlier on i might be singing a different tune like oh yeah that was her first outing and her character just kept improving improving as we went along but i don't know i kind of like her supporting roles a lot better you know, now that we're all talking about it, I don't think I had a wow moment from like, oh, that, that, oh, there's Black I Widow. Know. I don't think there was like a, you know, like a chair, break out the chair, beat up the dude moment. There was no. Uh, you have those moments with other characters? I know, yes. I'm saying she has a moment. Oh, okay. okay. In <laughs> every one of her films. I mean, hate to say it, even in Endgame, her wow moment was her hitting the. <laughs> Hit in the bottom of the thing to get the soul stone. That was a wild moment for me. That's wow. me. That's me. That However, mean. But, I mean, it is. It is a wild moment. You know, it's a wild moment. It and is. I don't think we we were like that's a good point because like a lot of these like wild moments that could have been wild moments were kind of overshadowed by some of these supporting characters, like her choosing to 
have like a bloody nose to not get like the scent of the pheromone. Like that wasn't really her doing, that was um, Melina telling her what to do. Or Florence Pugh was doing something else to kind of help her out. So like she didn't really have like a solo wow. Yeah, just a really cool Black Widow thing. A cool thing. (laughs) Yeah. That is true, because I can, like, Iron Man 2, the hallway scene. The hallway scene. As much as I hate that movie, I remember that hallway scene. That hallway scene, yeah, is one of the best scenes, yes. And then Avengers, her introduction in the Avengers. Her introduction in Winter Soldier 2, like, the fight beneath the the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the ending with the mask. Well, so you're right. Now, kind of reflecting back, that's something I didn't think about. was like, oh, she did have those, like, ah, moments where you're just... Like, oh, she did the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if I felt it as much here. I think I got that with some of the other characters or just as a whole. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Your wow moment wasn't her skydiving thousands of feet <laughs> in the air. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the part of the movie where I probably had more criticism. So I would say no. What's <laughs> crazy is that Deadpool even made fun of it. And like Marvel's like, hmm, let's do it again. Like they did, they did make fun of it. They, oh, I mean, speaking of that, the the superhero landing. Ah, I, I love that. Funny they brought that up. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Because that, was that goes back and like she's done that in practically I think at least <laughs> once in every she, single movie. She said as if somebody's always watching you. <laughs> you're a poser. That's what you do. So can we talk about Florence since we yes. talk about Florence? Yes. Like, we stand Florence in this household, okay? We stand, we stand her over here. Capital S stand. Yes. Okay? Y'all go watch her movies. I'm plugging all of them. Midsommar. Midsommar. Little Women. I've only seen Little Women. Uh, uh, I, would, I need to see Midsommar. Uh, watch I it. Midsommar. I've, I've seen, I've seen, seen the one on Netflix with the, the Scottish night people. Scottish. Oh, I didn't know she was on Netflix. Yeah, she is with Chris Pine. She's his wife in the movie. Oh, no. Did not know that. She's in that. Go watch it. Go watch her. She's great. So talented. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know, I think she was probably the best part of the film, maybe. I really enjoyed watching her the most. Actually, we took a poll on this on Instagram. I'm just going to check it real quick and see what people thought. Uh, and if also, if you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us partake in our polls have fun tell us what what you guys liked about some of our upcoming uh podcast channels shameless plug that i'm putting in there at the but, table at she's the in fighting with my family i was thinking of her <laughs> oh she's in what? fighting with my family yeah she's the main character oh, right. she the wrestling movie the wrestling yes yeah. i didn't yeah. know she was in that no i did not know i, I, I mean i never seen it but we, watch movies. we have 14 to 4 so far that they like Flopo versus ScarJo. As they should. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, again, that's not anything against ScarJo. Oh, no, it's I not. It's not. They gave Yelena like, the best Chewy scenes. They gave her a lot to chew. Mm-hmm. And Florence is also really great at, like, obviously we saw the humor, but she's really great at just emotion. Yeah. Like, in every film that I've seen her in so far, she's really, like, if you need the camera to pan in and show something going on with her face, she got it. Oh my gosh. I'm even just looking back at Midsommar, like, 
her emotions that she had to have in that movie, like she can on spot do like, it. She really can't, she can deep dive. And I, I think I appreciated that they gave her not only like the humorous aspects, um, but also the heavy weight of like what it means to be a survivor of this situation, but then also yeah. trying to kind of formulate like, who am I? Um, so yeah, she was the, the a great choice as far as uh, selecting that storyline for this character for these moments, like loved her. How did we all think about Mr. Harbor? The, <laughs> Mr. the uh, Russian Red Guardian. Real quick, real quick. <laughs> in Stranger Things, if anybody watches Stranger Things, they left them in Russia uh, at the end oh, of the season. Crossover? At, well, <laughs> he ends up in Russia at the end of season three, and now he's the Red Guardian in this film. I thought that was pretty funny for Stranger Things fan. Am I the only one? That's okay. Um, no. I, okay. Thank you. Doug. It's yeah, there. It's fun. there. Oh, yeah, Darcy, you watch uh, Stranger Things, right? Okay. I, e either way, um, that's another character I wanted more from. Uh, we saw him doing the super soldier thing a little bit, you know? Not um, enough. Not, yeah, enough. not enough. Well, the thing is, I want a little bit more of an explanation of other than like, oh, how? Soldier. Like, how? Like, yeah, how? Right. I mean, yeah. I get it if, like, if Bucky. Like during you know Bucky's whole transition and then them making super soldiers like in that camp, maybe like there's a little crossover over there, and like he escaped or something. But I need. Oh I need no, no, it's just story. you know, no, no, it's just Cold War, man. Everybody's trying to make a super soldier. Well, That's why I took it as. It would have been cool to see like a defect then, like ah, oh, like they did it, but they didn't do it perfectly right. Like yeah, yeah, um, hmm. Yeah, no, and, I agree with you. That would have been nice to see. Uh, how how do they differ? Right. Um, right. Even with Isaiah in, uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we don't really know how he's different from Cap. Right. He's got super strength. We know that. We know Red Guardian has super strength. Um, yeah, we don't really know why Erkskeen, I, I forget how to say his name, the formula Cap took, we don't really know why that one is the pinnacle. You know right. right why that one is above all the other formulas that have come after it and to be honest though even though i did like the red guardian i don't really think that whole prison escape scene was all that necessary well also it what wasn't all killing that all those prisoners uh in that they didn't <laughs> die. die they were buried but still buried. fine fine i feel like that was just like a lot of action that just didn't really need to well, be a lot of action it just wasn't that good either because I think I told Dr. Jace this. At one point, she's like on the walkway and, you know, the turret is shooting, actively shooting at the helicopter at her. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Talking to Yelena up there. I'm like, if that's not plot armor, you, she should have been shot. Why? That's a that's a that's a giant target. Come on. It just felt talking about the unrealistic bits. Goodness gracious, she should have been shot dead right there. I mean, even I think, I think it goes into that espionage bit that we kept alluding to before. Because every espionage movie at some point has a prison break scene, you know, to to break out that import semi-important character that you kind of want on your team. In this case, Red Guardian. And uh yeah, I I do agree. It was kind of a miss for yeah. me. 
It was also weird that they're like, we have to break him out of prison. We're also talking to him through a communication device. And then like within like the first like 10 seconds of getting him out of there, they're like, where's the red room? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, damn it. This whole, this whole plan was <laughs> Well, that plan was shot. <laughs> You can just ask him like through the earpiece, like, hey, do you know where the red room is? And they'd be like, no, I guess no, that's a good it. point. That's Enjoy a good school. point. Enjoy prison. And, I, I and, did like the the little road trip aspect of like getting the band back together, kind of. Yeah. So right. I guess it had to happen, just maybe. Just just for something to happen to get them all in the same room together. Mm-hmm. So we can get those funny moments. Yeah. Um interesting enough, like, you know, this movie was supposed to come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I think it's kind of interesting to note that this should have been our first foray into other super soldiers outside of Captain America. So you're going in thinking, okay, Captain America, he's the only super soldier for now in in the MCU. Then you get introduced to Red Guardian and you start raising the question, oh, okay, so other countries or other people also tried experimenting with that super soldier serum. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out and you start seeing the ugly side of, you know, the the whole super soldier serum debacle, you know, the, the whole story with Isaiah and how he was used by the government and basically thrown under the bus uh, afterwards. So it's kind of odd to see that in reverse now where we got that pretty right. deep story with Isaiah and we kind of just got this basic one with Red Guardian, like, oh yeah, he's the Russian super soldier no backstory yet so, so far who did he fight okay so cap was on ice yes they're, they're, and, they're, and, and he thinks that he remembers him too because he's asking natasha hey does does steve cap ever like, talk about me? me does cap ever talk about me and like he was in prison so he doesn't know that like all the events that are happening they how are, old I, is he they well there's there could be that he's not aging fast could be but he did in that scene he said 84 i believe so yeah cap was on ice so i i heard that and i'm thinking there's other soldiers like isaiah who uh you know uh, maybe it was just isaiah that he fought it could have been isaiah but um to my knowledge isaiah was kicking around the korean war which is what like in the 80s is it the 80s yeah, Korean War was in the 80s. All right, so maybe it could have been before that in the 70s. All right, maybe it could have been Isaiah. That's where my mind goes to is that it had to have been probably Isaiah or they're sprinkling this formula around to a lot of different people. And maybe we'll get another story about, you know, the mistreatment of these soldiers and whatnot. But also with time travel, anything is possible now you think red guardian time traveled do you mean to tell me oh well here's the thing isaiah is clearly black and you mean to tell i mean caps caps traditional helmet you can see the bottom half shouldn't you know that's a black face under there yeah that's what i'm saying he doesn't know what the captain america now looks like oh oh. he just doesn't know that like captain america now is the same one from back in the what 40s 20s that's a good point too that's a good point too that is for all this time the less interesting answer would be he was lying (laughs) (laughs) and and it fits his character it fits what he's all about he's he's a pathological liar (laughs) that's the 
not as fun as you know time yeah, travel. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. You could also just been you know pulling everything. Very true. <laughs> Very that's, true. That's fair he, enough. He did fair play enough. like I did like his dorky dad character though, like especially the fact that he's like my girls and like he he's the one who kind of sticked more towards like we are family, right? Right? Like same as um as Yelena, you know, like she was like, yeah, we were family. And then the other two were like, no, this was a mission. Like we knew what we were getting into. Right. And I think that kind of, you know, stems from Harbor's like previous roles in like, like Stranger Things. He plays that father figure for Eleven and he is the dorky dad. He, he, does, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so I, I think as that type of father figure, I did like that character aspect of him. Um, and this is me coming from like my, the last outing I've seen him in uh, fairly recently was Hellboy. Ooh, bad. I heard <laughs> very, it was bad. I heard. Good chance. Very, very bad. Got beefed up for nothing. For no reason. So uh, Red Guardian, that's a plus. The next question: uh, the Red Room, Red Guardian, Red Room. What do we think about everything? with the red room do we felt like it was squandered potential should they have done a bit more I, they should have done a bit more I'll, I'll say it they should have done a bit more especially with the black widows there should have been scenes with natasha maybe <laughs> showing dominance over who is the who's the true black widow who's the strongest among uh the crowd but i don't know what what do you guys think about that I will say, we mentioned it a little bit earlier about this being like wanting more from what they gave us as far as like, okay, movie's over. Here's what I want to happen next. Or I want to see these people again. Um, this I feel like this is the first movie since probably Black Panther where I want these side characters who didn't really get too much to have like their own something. Um, so just like the Dora Milaje, I really want like a full Red Room slash Black Widows series or something where we just see like the aftermath of, okay, what these women went through or them trying to find some of the others, spreading the serum around, like missions, things like that. Like I would love to to deep dive a little bit more into that in a series and something, some kind of product from Marvel because I, I think it is really intriguing. Um, and yeah, I'll leave it there. I, I think they are indeed sprinkling because that's a giant like door they just left open. Mm -hmm. These agents are free. There's X amount of agents still under control roaming around. Right. They got Taskmaster back under the fold. And yeah, then you got Red Guardian and Melina and Melina's got her whole pig experiments where she's doing equal amount of control, which is a really cool aspect. Um, That's a good point, though, that you brought up because, like, whenever technology is like introduced into the MCU, they never forget about it. They'll always yeah. bring it back somehow. So I think that Melina, like, as awesome as she is, like the Swedish mama, you know, like whoever, <laughs> I think that her technology and her like brain is going to be definitely used for other projects. Gotta be, gotta be, has to be for and sure. Yeah, I think she might also get roped into um like unknowingly being part of like the new wave of hydra um because that's that's a a trend that i'm starting to see i think that the final scene with uh, florence Pugh at the gravesite 
I'm pretty sure that's Madam Hydra. And so I think that, you know, they're going to start pulling in some strings to kind of get more of that um, new wave of Hydra coming in. And with this control serum, they might make it even stronger where you don't have an antidote to get you out of that. See, I, I see. I disagree with the Hydra bit. I know the character, who the character is in the <laughs> comics, I know. But to retread and do Hydra again, I think that's backwards working as far as storytelling moving forward. You think we're I done think with that? Hydra completely? I think it's I think it's genius to like kind of like incept into people's mind like this is the way that it should be. This is what and it's all about perspective of what you think is right versus what is morally right or ethically right. Well, I'm gonna take it from like a a story point, a storyboard type of point. They already okay, Winter Soldier. Oh, Hydra is infiltrated. All right. And then Hydra is dismantled after Strucker uh, got caught. But of course, there's probably still Hydra running around, but they're in hiding like the dude in Civil War. Uh, and then even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you had that fool Grant Ward. Oh, I'm going to restart Hydra, you know, and I think Hydra is fizzled out as far as from a narrative element. I don't think they're going to retread. I think she's going for the Dark Avengers. I think that's what she's going for. Cause she's got, Avengers. she's got U.S. Okay. agent already, and now she's trying to get Yelena. All right, so that's, you know, what. There's another one that she got. I only know of those two. I think those were the main two, cause she was in Captain uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, and she got right. U.S. agent. Yeah, right. But she, she was, she appeared on another one, and I forgot. No, we haven't seen her. Hmm. Well, but we got two one. six. We got two, we got two six. Two. Right. We got two six of the OG team. It's true. I, for you know, if she's at this rate, rolling like she is, I can predict maybe a Red Hulk coming up in the She Hulk. She might try to do that. Uh, White yeah. Vision is still flying around. You know, who knows what he's up to? Trying to figure out what this Theseus ship is and whatnot. Um, a lot could be done with that character for sure. I hope they don't just do we're restarting hydra i hope good love one hit yada 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 but um yeah i would have liked to see more from the all the other black widows and i would like to see them in the future i really enjoyed that first scene where they're trying to take out natasha and yelena i thought that was a really well done uh scene i would like to see more of that type of stuff if they the bring them back needed more i mean at the very least we're getting uh yelena back and Hopefully more of Melina as well. Uh, yeah. I, I felt like we kind of touched on her character a little bit. We didn't really go too deep into it. But um, yeah, I again, supporting cast. I really loved everyone here. Um, I love the little pig experiment stuff that she was doing. Uh, like it showed how detached she was to see like how messed up she was going in on those experiments. Because we have that scene where like she shuts down the respiratory system of that one pig. And <laughs> Natasha's like saying, yo, like, what are you doing <laughs> it's just it, like it hasn't been breathing and she's like oh yeah the oxygen from its brain can be cut off for like two minutes or something like that and i'm like jesus christ that's that's a long time but i mean i want to see more because i refuse to believe that's all melina has been doing these past like 20 30 years you know there has to be some other technology she's been working on and i feel like we are going to see more of that um in the future i don't know what you guys thought about melina like it, it, like if i was gonna rank everyone in terms of who i like the most from the supporting definitely yelena very top then 
Red Guardian, and Melina at the bottom. I still liked her, but Yelena and Red Guardian kind of stole it for me in terms of who was the best between the three of them. She was like the Dr. Zoloff of this movie. Is that that name? Zola. 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 Yeah. I feel like, you know, she was like the mastermind behind some of it, but she doesn't necessarily, she's not necessarily evil. She's just doing her job. She has to give it to whoever's in charge. Kind of like, um, what's her name? Poison face gas woman from Wonder Woman. Oh, that forgettable villain. Uh, Madam Mask. Madam Mask. Forgettable. Um, but I think they might be uh, twisting her as well. If they, if she ever comes back, Melina, if she ever comes back with Florence, they might be like, she's the one who killed your daughter. And it's like, now I must do something, you know? Very much good. Hey, she good, yeah. I mean, I, I refuse to believe. I mean, we know we're at least getting Florence in the Hawkeye TV series. Um, maybe some cameos from the other family too who knows it I, I hey i'm i'm more than welcome to have some of that uh more some more of those characters reappear in future marvel properties for sure um but i guess uh the next topic i want to get into the action what did you guys think about it because it's this is one of those marvel movies where aside from red guardian there's no superpowers right it's a very grounded espionage type of film where the main point that you're supposed to be sucked into and during the action scenes is the hand-to-hand combat and um for me i i don't know there were some scenes that i thought were going in the right direction and then other ones i'm like you could have done this a little bit longer or a little bit better like when taskmaster appeared initially in front of natasha i thought that scene was kind of cool it, it was starting to get really awesome and then it just ends yeah, it was like a tease. Like it was a tease, and I was like, okay, see. that was the yeah, that was the introduction. For more to come. More. There's more, more to, to come. come. More never came. <laughs> I mean, we got more fights later, but I don't know, man. Like it, it kind of goes back to what Grandmaster was saying. Uh, we've had these grounded movies before, in like Winter Soldier, um, and I, I mean mostly the Captain America movies, but. Like, I feel like they were done better in there. The hand-to-hand combat scenes. Like, I I, I really enjoyed that elevator scene with Cap. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's all hand-to-hand. I love it. Um, but yeah, like, Taskmaster, I I liked when he appeared because I felt like his hits were real, her hits <laughs> were really saying. landing. And I felt the crunch behind him. I'm like, oh, damn, she, she hits hard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, like, what did you, what did you guys think about the action? Was it kind of subpar? Did you want it to meet more of that, you know, Winter Soldier uh, choreography? What did you think? I'm not I'm not gonna knock the director because they directors have proven if you come from one type of genre that you can make the transition to action. So I'm not gonna knock the director. Who was the director However, again? Kate Shortland. Kate Shortland. And uh, I was looking up some of her credits. Not really big on the action, which is fine. Because the Russo brothers proved that you can come from a comedy background and kill it. Um, so I'm not going to knock her. But I will say, um, yeah, a lot of the shots were like, it wasn't as fluid. We weren't, weren't seeing much fluidity in the choreo. A lot of jump cuts and whatnot. And that, that takes away from the groundedness of just being able to see 
that natural prowess when it comes to the hand to hand. So, and I, yes, we keep referencing Winter Soldier, but Winter Soldier probably really upped the ante when it came to the hand to hand stuff. Like uh, that Bucky knife choreo is flawless. Flawless. Something. And then, you know, with Taskmaster, you're right. We didn't really get another one on one with Natasha and Taskmaster, uh, except when they're falling from the sky. And from there, you lose the reality bit of the realism to it. Right. Uh, that could have, I would have liked to have seen another 1v1. Uh, but also, I would have liked to seen her take on a bunch of Black Widows. Stop feeling sorry. We know, you know. They're under control. Just kick them in the head. Like you punched <laughs> Hawkeye yeah. to make him come out of his mind right, control. Right. Punch these girls. Come on. And then say sorry. So I, the action was good. It's. It, I don't think it was the spectacle or it wasn't, uh, it wasn't unique enough to really make me like, uh, again, a wow. Wow. Moment. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, my my two things are one, I am begging Hollywood to follow the John Wick formula. Like leave the camera alone. Yeah. Stop I, I cannot the cuts, just stop it and let them do their job. The stunt people, the fight choreographers, the actors even, they are professionals. They know what they're doing and, and just allow the camera to see the work be done. Um, I think John Wick does a, a wonderful job of just allowing you to see the action happen rather than cut, 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 cut. Um, it's not, this is not the worst I've ever seen in terms of cutting, but it's just Hollywood, please, with the action sequences, we want to see them happen, especially when they're hand-to-hand combat, things like that. Yeah. Um, my second thing is, I would agree, I, I think it shined the most when it was like that hand-to-hand or when it was something like for me like brutality like that just seeing whether it was the the scene between Yelena and Natasha for the first time in the apartment um them versus the the widows that are coming after them um I think that's where it really shined it's when you got the really big set pieces where I was like okay like I'm perfectly fine with her being human with them being human in this um and not having like some big super soldier come in or you know, them not being people from space or having these superpowers, like, I'm fine with that. But also, you do have to suspend a little disbelief when people are just falling out of the air. Um, <laughs> so I think where I, I, it started to lose me a little bit were the big spectacle pieces when it was more intimate and you had one person versus one person or two people versus a few people is where it really shined the most for me. So I think when I'm watching, when I was watching this, there's just something that kept on like popping in my head and I'm like, make this make sense. You know, like I have no idea how she's falling four and a half stories off of a pillar and she like bumps her head twice and Ooh. then she's in her feet. And I'm like, bitch, how? Like, I don't, uh-uh. And there was like the, the fight scene with like, like we were talking about the closeness of the fight scene, like in the apartment, that was cool. Did she get thrown around like way too much? Yeah, I think so. I think she like went through too, one too many like doors or windows. Um, but like, it seemed like every other scene, like she was getting thrown around like a rag doll. And I'm like, man, this, this poor human woman, like, I can't believe that like she's surviving all of this and like not even like limping away or like 
coughing up blood or whatever. Like she's just like, okay, I'm all good. And then like, she just like goes back and like- walks off. And then she like falls out of a floating spaceship and then like lands perfectly on a solar panel. I I don't know. This, This was all a little, it was a little too much. And one thing that I gave a lot of credit to Marvel for is that they made a lot of their fight scenes very realistic because they yes. explained it somehow. They would either explain like, okay, super soldier or okay, like um, technology of something. Like Captain America's shield comes back. Okay, he has a magnet thing on his wrist. Okay, cool. Like different things like that of breaking physics and then like kind of going back and like making it make sense. I always give Marvel huge credits for it. She is a spy. She's not a soldier. You know, like she is not like, I, it was just a little disbelieving to see some of those like heavy, heavy hits. Now the fight, those scenes were pretty cool. Like I, I gotta give it to you, but sometimes I did take it a little too far and I'm like, oh my God, like how? Unless like they had like a wanted where like they put her in a pool of white blood cells or something. Like I, they, I needed some sort of, of explanation because this was, this was a lot. Yeah, she should have looked, you know, raggedy by the end. It reminds me of, I don't know if y'all have seen Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. after the fight in the stairwell, she looked janky, okay? She was she, done. She needed to go <laughs> to the hospital immediately. Like, she looked like she was in a fight. And that felt realistic to me. Like, because she's human. She's a spy, similar to Natasha. So she should have looked like wrecked. Mm-hmm. By the end, like with everything that she'd gone through or felt some type of, like you talked about when she fell off and she like bumped into all these things and she got up, okay, time to keep going. And I'm like, no, girl, you should be limping. We got blood insert, you know, and I get it. They're Marvel. They're, they are kind of family oriented in terms of the audience, but she should have looked a mess by the end. She was actually looking pretty damn good. So mm-hmm. I need a little bit of that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just... I'm telling you, Super Soldier Serum, it's the only thing. No. She she had to. (laughs) That's the only. She. I don't know. She felt so. Like, there were so many times where I was like, dude, she better have at least blood coming out of her mouth. Just just, just something. Just something. Walk away unscathed. Just completely. Even when she got rocked in the face that a couple of times. uh, Yes. She's like, you don't don't think I could take a hit? You could take a hit, but you're still supposed to bleed. Yes. I mean, you should be a mess. Because Joey Theron looked, yeah. Okay. After that stairwell scene, she limping in a pool. Like, she got into a tub of, like, ice. Like, she looked a mess. I was just fighting for my life. And, And 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 they did try to say that she was human. Remember, she took off her shirt in front of Yelena and she had all the bruises. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah, she's just kind of walking it off. Eh, No big deal. But I mean, that's like after that fight. But then like that wasn't as bad as like all the other fights in the rest of the movie (laughs) or like all the. Well, you know, even when, you know, he goes and, you know, blows up the truck and the truck flips and they land in the subway. Yes. Um, And they just walk out. And then they, yeah, oh, nothing. No limps, no sprains. Uh-huh. It was like, you know what? You know, funny enough, that scene, she told Yelena right before it blew up, she said, put your seatbelt on. That's our big <laughs> takeaway from that scene. Put your seatbelt on, you walk away unscathed. Or, you know, just be able to limp and get up into uh, a ventilation, which I don't know how they got up there. Um, yeah, and then also, when she was on the little helicarrier thing, she was like the Black Widow's 
surrounded her and were like beating the yeah, shit out of ground her. Ground pounding, gang banging. Ground yes. pounding. That's at least a couple fractured ribs, uh, like, some internal bleeding. I have to say, you know, Natasha, you be looking a little too good after all this. These Girl. aren't just random muggers. These are black widows. They're Ooh, trying right. to hurt. <laughs> They're gonna hurt when they hit you. So I, I don't know. It, uh, whatever. It, it's done. It's done. The movie is done. <laughs> so I, I guess that kind of leads us into like our final thoughts. You know, despite everything we just got through done uh, talking about, uh, how do we rank this with all the other Marvel movies? I think Dr. Rika, you even mentioned earlier, this was like your number 12. Yeah, it's uh, like right in the middle for me. Okay, okay. Um, I. I need to start rewatching some of the older Marvel movies and start making my own list. I'm going off of like pure memory <laughs> from when they were initially released. But like, if I were to rank uh, Black Widow, I'm I want to say I'm kind of in the same ballpark. You know, it's it's still for me kind of just treaded that same Marvel formula that we've been talking about and um, uh, the choreography, eh, but still supporting cast really liked it. To me, that was the best part of the movie. These new characters, I want to see more of them and hopefully we will get more of them, but I'm actually curious about uh, you two. How would you rank this movie on your list of Marvels? You want to go ahead? <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one. All right, man. I'll go first. So um, both Grandmaster and I, we created our Marvel list because friends were asking like, oh, like, what is your favorite movie? And like, do you have like a list? And I'm like, please hold, we have to pull it out of our notes. So we yes. already have this like already ready. Um, it's an ongoing, I, yes. I have mine too. For, you know, <laughs> so for mine, um, I put it as number 15 out of 24, right above Captain Marvel. Um, just cause there's some other movies, you know, on that list that like I gave a little bit more credit to for pop cultural references, but Black, it was a great movie. I thought it was, it was, it was good. Um, I shouldn't say great. It was good. It was a good movie. Um, if we're going to do the ratings, I'll wait till we do the rating scale. Go ahead, Grandmaster. All right. Yeah, now, yeah, I'm going last because I feel, you know, as far as a numbered ranked list goes, and y'all have it, like Dr. Rico, you said like number 12, and Darcy just said. Yes, I have letterbox. <laughs> the proof. See, that's a that's a nice <laughs> thing right there. Uh, and Darcy, what'd you say? 15? 15. See, now again, when I make these lists, I go off of pure enjoyment. Did I enjoy it? And did was I like like satisfied as in, am I saying there should have been more of this? I, and with this film, I found myself saying I, I wanted more, a lot more than what was given. And also in my list, I don't know if you two have done this. My list does include WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, just kind of count it as a whole. Yeah, mine doesn't have it, so it would, I guess, technically be 17. Yeah, I, I just, I, either. I, I just want to be like semi-fair to those. I don't want to do a whole series list because, I mean, the series, you know, whatever. There's factions of series, you know, the Freeform, the Netflix, and now the Disney Plus, Ooh. and the ABC and whatnot. Either way, I have it. Uh, pretty low. It's at 21. Um, oh, out of boy. how many? Out of 26. And that's including one division and Falcon and Winter Soldier. What's at the now, bottom? So then you're missing one. No, no. I'm not missing 
Because I have Loki's, 25 and I don't have those two movies. Loki's not on here because... I don't have Loki either. You got both Spider-Mans on there? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got everything. Why do you have... Tw- it doesn't matter. Right. The numbers. There's, 26, there's 26 films, right? I mean, there's 24 26, films. Well, 24 films, yes. And, and then I have two series one. on here. I have two series on here. Okay, then 26. Yeah, one division. The point and- is, it's it's fairly low on your <laughs> it, on your. Rank. It's in my it's in my lower tier. It is indeed in my lower tier. Wait, Erica, do you have Incredible Hulk on yours? Yes. Sorry, or, why or would you, you not have Incredible yeah. Hulk? I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how I have 25. We will discuss. Why do you have Spider-Man three on your list? Shut up. No one has Spider-Man three. <laughs> uh, either way, again, as we talked about it, this film just want. It's not more like, oh, I want more in the sequel. This film, I figured, will be probably the quintessential Black Widow film. And I wanted more, and they did not deliver. So, therefore, it is at a 21. Now, I will say, I will rework this list. I was, it was met, not because it was met with heavy criticism, but I'm looking at some of these rankings. And maybe I have some, some things too high. Maybe I have some things too low. I will give it another look because a lot of people don't like the fact that I put Avengers as number two, as groundbreaking as a film that is. Everybody's like, whatever. We need to have a list conversation later. We could do a whole podcast episode. We do. You know, just do an average of where these films rank and then that'll be our podcast list. I could do some statistics. Yes, I like statistics too. We should dabble in this. Do it. One. Let's do it one day. Yes. <laughs> Did I freeze? Oh, you're frozen. It's okay. Your voice is lovely enough. <laughs> yes. All right. So, in that freeze scales frame. on Black Widow, I would give it a B. Um, okay. I'm not gonna do out of five. I'm just gonna go classic grading scale. I'll give it a solid B, B minus B. All right, a B. All right, all right. Uh, I, I usually go on the number scale, which I mean, you could interchange with the the letter one as well. It's it's the same thing. Um, but I would give it from one to ten, uh, seven to seven point five at its best. Um, I, it was good. Like to me, that like that score is not bad. It's it, not. It, it's it's enjoyable. It met the expectations I expected and. It was fun watching the movie. Um, could it have been better? Yes. <laughs> We've been here discussing it for the past hour or so. Um, but yeah, I would say a solid like 7.5. Enjoyable movie that could have been better in many other areas. Um, yeah, I think I'm leaning. I don't want to give it a 6. To me, a 6 is low. I don't think Jalen uh, um, Rose the Crafter wanted us to state this, but he gave it a 6. He, in his opinion, a six is not that low. In my opinion, a six is a D. I don't think this film was a D. I think it was a solid seven, solid C. Uh, it gives you some good stuff, uh, gives you some not so great. And I would I watch again? I would watch it again. And that I feel that's what it really comes down to. Like, I haven't seen Thor The Dark World in I don't know how long. Uh, and that's at the bottom of my list. So I'll let that speak for itself. But if the if the rewatchability, if it's rewatchable, that means I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this enough to rewatch it. Fair. Okay. 
Okay. Dr. Rika? I disappeared. I don't know what happened with my internet. Um, <laughs> I do like a five-star ranking because that's how it is on Letterboxd, which is what I use. Um, so I think I gave it a, a three and a half out of five, which is like probably okay. one of my most common scores for like Marvel in general. So like I said, I, I consider it to be in the middle of the pack. There's a lot I really enjoyed. Um, some I, I want it more from, but it's something like uh, Hoop just said. I can watch it again. I can enjoy it. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, that's our thoughts <laughs> on Black Widow. Let us know yours in the comments below and just tell us in general what you thought about the movie. Did it meet your expectations? Um, do we want to see more of uh, all of these new characters that they're going to introduce in upcoming shows like Hawkeye and... What else do we have? We have She-Hulk. Uh, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. What if? What That's if? That's right. <laughs> All of them. They, yeah, you could throw these Black Widows into any of, the, any of those shows. I'm sure they can make it work. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. These new characters, they're they're making their stand in the MCU, and I'm I'm all for it. So, all right. Uh, oh. Don't forget, share this episode around if you enjoyed it, everyone. Uh, leave a like. Tell us your thoughts. What was your favorite moment in the movie? Did it not meet your expectations? Or was this one of your, you know, more favorable Marvel movies that have come out in recent years? Um, and, yeah, share around. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us as well at Yonko Table on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And, uh yeah i would say that wraps us up i am dr jace attorney grandmaster hoop dr rika and dars signing off take care everyone <laughs>